Uh, br- the breaks are are good because it's funny how she's giggly already. Oh yeah, she's giggly. Well, you turned into your podcaster voice, and I didn't know what was happening. I thought it was still just us <laughs> we, sitting around the well, table yeah, talking. I mean, it, kinda, it, it, it was <laughs> until until you. <laughs> but now, what's the podcaster voice? That's, that's well, no, what, it just it was like official. Show us. He show sounds us. like that. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I like how she had to like set her shoulders a certain way to even do the voice. Oh, I did. Those, I kind yeah. of changed. You need to go and just listen to about three minutes. Watch three minutes of my sermon from Sunday, and count how many times, like, what I do with my hands. Can I watch it in fast motion? Would that be oh, funny? Oh my goodness, it would be so funny. I don't think I said a thing on Sunday for mm-hmm. thirty-five minutes without using my hands. Yeah. That's what you always talk. That's exhausting. I don't know that you were as demonstrative as you usually are, no. to be honest. Uh-uh. You should wear an Apple Watch and like put it on and see at what point it thinks you're working out. <laughs> Have you seen the John Piper <laughs> clip of that? No. That happened. Like, really? Uh, over uh, his uh, Christmas Eve message. Uh-huh. Like he's talking, doing his John Piper thing, and, and he's All like in the sudden? middle of a point, and he goes, uh, I'm not... I did not fall down. I did not. I am preaching. Fall down. <laughs> Fix it. He does his whole thing. That's so Take funny. Yeah, it's so hilarious. I have it, often wanted to know, like, because Nathan uh-huh. drums. We always call oh, him sure. the angry yeah. drummer. Yeah. Because he's just so Animal demonstrative. Nate used to be his, uh, email I, I can, that makes sense. Animal Nate. You can picture AOL that in the Muppets. Like that, yeah. But I've always wondered, like, how many calories does he burn? Oh, yeah. like, set your 100%. Apple Watch to a drum workout because yeah. it's got to be a lot. Well, it's funny because you can see Piper, like, he. You see him now that you know what is right. about to happen. You right. see him kind of glance and glance, but he's like he finally can't because it keeps asking him because <laughs> it wants to call the police because it thinks he's fallen. Exactly. The look on your face when you were going to prove me wrong. Just <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, on the video thing when you, you were like, give it to me. Oh, no, 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 what I thought. I know I it was locked. Done is this? I never I lock it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I knew. It just. Hey man, I was trying to help. I wasn't trying to prove you wrong. I was trying to help. Sure, sure, sure. I was really trying to make Lori's experience as good as possible. Now we're back. Season whatever it is. Sure, sure, sure. Happens 90 seconds in. This we are in year four together. Any idea what episode number this is? I don't know, but we're close to a hundred. Okay. Is that all? Honestly, I'm surprised it's that low. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It feels like a lot more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff is always the one who's like, we're done. We're done. We've got to be done. We've said the same thing. We haven't even started episode one yet. How much longer is this season going to go? It's like January 4th. (laughs) It's the fifth, sir. It's the fifth. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. Well, we are back, and I think we'll start with that. (laughs) You okay, Lori? Can we start? Yes, we can start now. Yep. I just wasn't ready yet, but now I am. Okay, Okay, proceed. All right. Uh, So this episode is going to be uh, not a part of a season. Um, We will talk about that in just a little bit. First, I want to start. How y'all doing? Like the summer, y'all gave me a hard time when we started back in September. Mm -hmm. You said I was gone all summer. I was actually the only one here during Christmas break. That's true. (laughs) I was here during Christmas break. I just didn't work. Well, that's kind of what I meant. (laughs) I was working. Well, you had to preach, so. (laughs) Yes. No, you got to preach. I had the opportunity to you preach. had the opportunity to preach. I left those words out. Uh, yeah. Yep. I was here. We yep. went to Silver Springs for a couple of days, but other mm-hmm. than that, that's where Caroline's from. But yep. other than that, that's what we did too. San Antonio a couple I was, days. I was ready to come back. We were sitting on the couch Monday night because mm-hmm. the officer closed Monday for right. New Year's. It's like, I'm bored. That's enough. Yeah. It's time to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, okay, that, that was actually a good, good break. I think I unplugged long enough that yeah. I'm ready to plug back in. So. Yeah. I checked my email a couple of times just waiting to see what I was going to come back to mm-hmm. after two solid weeks mm. of being off. Yeah. And I was so proud of our church staff. Stayed off email. Stayed off email. Yeah. Like I didn't, 
it was fine. Yeah. When I came back on Tuesday, I was like, I love these people. <laughs> Everybody really took a break. Yeah, that's good. I mean, well, not I'm, from helping people. Like when calls came in and those no kind doubt. of things, we still. But. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I will say I appreciate that about because you get in some environments and, and, and churches are not exempt from this when um, taking a break, you're let to feel guilty. Yeah. Oh, you're taking a break, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, you're on. You know. It was so. Good. Oh, that must be nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you all did to me last summer. Yeah, well, when I was actually, you know, sabbathing. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> I mean, he calls it that now. Yeah. Don't recall hearing sabbathing <laughs> back then. Yeah. <laughs> Just recall uh, hearing. Where's Joey gone? <laughs> God. Wow. It's still there. <laughs> we just still, missed you. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> awesome. Hey, we have a, do have a new season coming up uh, in February, so it's going to be a little bit before we get started with it. Um, we uh, thought back to when we did Sermon on the Mount uh, last summer, and uh, we got good response from that. And so we thought we'd switch off. Last fall, we did topical. And so we don't know if we're always going to do this, so don't hold us to it, but we did topical, and now we're going to do a section of Scripture. And so the section of Scripture uh, that we have decided to do... Mm-hmm. The universal we, <laughs> which just means Joey. Is the story of Joseph. Joseph? It's my name. I should get uh-huh. it right. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> you would think yeah. The story of Joseph. So Genesis 37 through 50. Uh-huh. Uh, so the question I was going to pitch to you all is, well, why well, are you excited about well, well, doing... First... For the for the listener who doesn't get to experience our lovely text threads where where <laughs> lives are changed and worlds collide, That's right. is we literally went. I don't know. I'm just gonna say it was three o'clock on a Thursday afternoon, right. sometime in December, and we went from we don't have a topic to what do you think of Joseph to an Sounds entire like a great outline. Idea. And like by three twenty, there's an entire outline uh-huh. on a Google Doc uh-huh. that I, I honestly I know for a fact did not exist yeah, yeah. when he asked that question. So and I posted back. It's like wow, that's amazing. He's like the only the only speed I know. <laughs> that is the truth. That yeah. is that is true. Yeah. All gas, no brakes. So it's kind of like what are brakes? All gas, no brakes. That's good. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I got inspired. You what did. Can I say actually, I will. I have to give you credit because this was actually your idea, oh, Jeff. Because okay. when I was trying to figure out what to preach on January first, oh, right. back in early December. You said, hey, man, you got to do the story mm-hmm. of Joseph. And uh, so then I started doing it, and I realized, wow, Genesis 37 through 50 on a 30-minute sermon on January 1st. Mm-hmm. Probably right, that's probably not, not going to be it. But great idea for yeah. eight weeks but what on podcast. Here, you were talking about you want to do something on grit. You're reading that book. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like just different right. things, like things that make you able to weather storms, yeah. tenacity, grit, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. passion, focus. Yeah. That has been endurance. A, just, yeah, it's been a huge thing kind of on my heart. Um, and even just as I, for myself, but also for our family, um, when I think about Stephanie and all the things that she does and all the mm-hmm. plates she spins, I mean, there's just a, yeah. a, a tenacity and a grit. And then mm-hmm. that's what we try to infuse in our kids mm-hmm. because they're, they're all, whether it be in athletics or for Selah in her acting, it's like, what will separate you is your endurance, your perseverance right. and your passion. Yeah. For this, and yeah. and and then that's where Joseph yeah. came from. Well, has Dave? I mean, it's not Dave's quote. But I've heard Dave say it. Uh, our boss, Dave Brandolini, uh, say, you know, the two things you can control: your effort and your attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That kind of thing. So that's yeah. he's kind of the epitome of that. Yeah, not Dave, but Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure Dave. Yeah, sure, but Dave too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, anyway, life of Joseph. Uh, there's a lot. I, what I think I'm excited about too is there's there's such good. As is with all scripture, but great theology. Yeah. You know, there's just some great um, things to pull out from there. An example, certainly. There'll be plenty of application, but I just think it'll anchor us on on the heart of God um, 
And it's a part of his story yeah. and what he's unfolding there with the story of Joseph, Israel, the brothers, um, and so on. So anyway, you look forward to that. Today, we are going to do an episode um, that we had some longtime listeners. Mm-hmm. They're out-of-state listeners, which mm-hmm. is always kind of fun to find, how, figure out how they found us. Uh, and they sent in an email a while back. So mm-hmm. sorry it's taken so long to kind of get this one out. But um, they asked about the topic of sacrifice. And essentially there was a situation they explained and uh, they felt like maybe they were asked to do something that they were unsure whether they should do it or not um, uh, with uh, serving and, and sacrificing in some way. And so there's this tension and, and they know we talk a lot about tension. And so they just said, what is the balance here? Mm-hmm. And I think the question what they're really asking is what does it look like to be a living sacrifice, but also maybe not being taken advantage of? Yeah. I think that's the question. We're going to get to that. But what really piqued our interest is the word sacrifice. And we felt like we needed to kind of go back and talk about where sacrifice originated from. Mm-hmm. How did we get to where it was, which we'll talk about in a second, to where they're mm-hmm. talking about, which is us being living mm-hmm. sacrifices. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so we hope this episode will be something that encourages you because uh, my study here really, really uh, encouraged me. So uh, let's kick it off. Whoever wants to kick it off. Uh, what does biblical sacrifice come from? What does it mean? It's always Lori that goes for it. So I think we should continue that, that trend. Well, I mean, biblical sacrifice is a thread that starts in Genesis 3. Yeah. Um, you know, throughout the entire narrative. What happened in Genesis 3? So Genesis 3 is where the first animal had to be sacrificed yeah. um, by God mm. um, to make animal coverings yeah. for Adam and Eve after their sin. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the first animal sacrifice happened by, you know, God himself. Yeah. Um, and so from the very beginning, it was a sin covering. Yeah. Right. Yeah, an atonement. That's atonement. what atonement means, covering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got kind of the physical covering of Adam and Eve, but there's the spiritual layer that begins, you know, right there at the beginning of the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And it is interesting that right after that, because um, it, it was interesting in the research to see who chose that one, Genesis 3.21, mm-hmm. as the first, mm-hmm. and who kind of skipped that and went right to... Um, Cain and Abel, yeah, Genesis four. Mm-hmm. In my um, head, I was like, "And who was wrong?" And skipped right to Cain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no, Abel. I mean, yeah, for sure. But but because then then I thought for them as they were as they were writing that, mm-hmm. like, where Cain and Abel learn it from? Right. They yeah. probably had to learn it from somewhere. Yeah, and yeah they probably I mean, learned it from Adam and Eve. But if you think about it in the bigger picture, that initial atonement, that initial covering, that yeah. initial sacrifice mm-hmm. was about relationship with God. It was yeah. so that they could come out and stop hiding themselves and yeah, be right. with mm-hmm. God again right. in mm-hmm. that relationship in the garden because they knew they were naked sure. and they were shamed. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward through all the little sacrifices, which were huge for thousands of years, yeah. um, to Jesus being mm-hmm. the atonement yeah. and the covering so that we can, yeah. you know, eternally mm-hmm. have relationship with God. That's the big thread. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. The, the other thread I think that runs through, you see, it maybe in those two examples too is one is uh for something and one is to someone yeah mm-hmm. you know they're they're both a sacrifice but in a very different way mm-hmm. like it it didn't cost god anything in the way that it cost cain and abel something mm-hmm. even though one was a, a proper sacrifice one wasn't it, it still was something that they had to give up mm-hmm. you know I, god didn't necessarily give up a animal I don't right. know. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know yep. how far you can take that yep. analogy, but it's just, it's a difference in kind mm-hmm. uh, thing. And I, I think you do see that play out in scripture as well, especially you go old, old and New Testament mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. changes. You know. Well, speaking of which, I mean, I, I found like uh, the, 
there is was not a specific Hebrew word for sac- like sacrifice. Hmm. Um, hmm. There was di- based on what you were saying, Jeff. There was different types. So it was offering. Uh, there was that which is slain. Mm-hmm. So animals being killed, and then there's burnt offerings, different right. type of offering. Right. And that word was um, that which goes up. Like mm. like smoke, cool, which I thought yeah. was interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's different types of guess words that would be translated as sacrifice, sure. but really it was all, an, some type of offering. Yeah, and just so we don't sound uh, ignorant of history, mm. this is not a Christian concept. Correct. That's right. Every culture yeah. did this. That's right. Uh, you know, like most things in Scripture, especially the Old Testament, you know, this is God writing the ship of here's what this is supposed to be for. It's not to appease the sun god because. You've had too much rain, yeah. or have to appease the rain guy because you've had too much sun. No, this is to make our relationship right, and ultimately, this won't fix it, but right. it'll make us right in the meantime while right. I yeah. work out my plan of salvation. And yeah. shout out to my niece Emma, who is currently in Indonesia, where she flew by herself at 19 years old. Wow. She sent me pictures um, this week. On oh my gosh, yeah. she listens like wow. so. She <laughs> listens all the time. Hey, she, she loves David Platt, and she was really excited. When we were to <laughs> anyway, but she sent me pictures of all. She was like, "There are sacrifices yeah. everywhere." Mm-hmm. You know, all over the streets, there's these little shrines and these yeah. little sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Splatters of blood here and there. And <laughs> well, they yeah. were mostly like paper and oh, okay. it was more of the the burnt offerings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, but to <laughs> your point, it is not, it's actually not even an ancient concept. It's a now concept <laughs> in a lot of religions in a lot of <laughs> places around the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so for us and what we believe and what the Old Testament kind of was teaching and what God desired was mm-hmm. um, he is perfect and he is holy and man is not. And that mm-hmm. started in the garden, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of what Delori was talking about. Her point was that they recognized their nakedness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when, the, you know, um, the scales fell off their eyes in a negative way yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where they realized their sin and their nakedness. Mm-hmm. And so God covered that up. And so the sacrifice in the Old Testament was securing forgiveness uh, and a forg- uh, forgiveness of sin uh, that they had um, to have. Um, and it was acted as a substitute for us to have a relationship right. uh, with God. And then uh, throughout uh, uh, the Pentateuch, in particular, the first five books, there was a, lots of laws laid out by God mm-hmm. and in specific instruction uh, for how you sacrifice for, you know, various. Yeah, various because things. it's not just a means of atonement, it's a means of worship, means of thanksgiving. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it was the entire cultic, meaning the cult of Israel, meaning mm-hmm. a group of people that worship a particular deity. Mm-hmm. Um, that was their system yep. by which they approach God in those three ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think a system of worship. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to kind yeah. of think about it. Which is what we should do now. When yep. we come, we shouldn't just sing songs and hear a message and right. go home. We should be confessing sin mm-hmm. to God, to one another. We should be, uh, you know, being thankful and giving thanks to God right. uh, for that forgiveness of sin, for repentance, for all those things that yeah. He is He has given us. Yeah. And there should be a system of something yeah. dying. Like we, our mm-hmm. will, oh, we, we should be. There should be yeah. mortification of the flesh mm-hmm. each week when we worship, yeah. right? There should that part of us should be yeah. reminded to die to self mm-hmm. and to to live as Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, I guess the actual definition of sacrifice is to give something up, mm-hmm. to give something mm-hmm. up unto the Lord, and so, and and then we have Christ who kind of fulfills is the ultimate sacrifice, um, and this ended the need to actually slain something and something that goes up, you know, there's two mm-hmm. different op- definitions of offering uh, because he was the ultimate one that was slain. And that, I mean, I guess to be a little cliche, did go up, <laughs> was resurrected. Uh, and little so, cheesy, but yes. But yeah. 
get to that point where I have dad jokes. Um, so, uh, yeah. And so uh, Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. And so what we have is this transition from the Old Testament of what a sacrifice was and its design and its system of worship, mm-hmm. uh, how we approach a holy God, how imperfect people and unholy people uh, approach a holy God. And then the once and for all, Christ becomes the ultimate sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And and so now what happens is in uh, Paul challenges us in Romans chapter 12 to um, to to live as living sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder when Paul wrote that, what the <laughs> Romans were thinking. Like, wait, what? Like, this is what we, what we just talked about is what they knew about sacrifices. Right. Well, he had spent 11 chapters making the case yeah. that all the stuff that you've been doing is no longer needed because mm-hmm. of Jesus. So mm-hmm. it would raise an obvious question. Well, yeah. what about this thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know what I mean? So you would think that's probably where an astute reader had gotten to. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. okay, that's great. I'll, but there's one last thing. That's right. What do we do about that? Yeah. Romans 12, one starts off with in, in light, you know, therefore in light of God's mercy, mm-hmm. you know, depending on what translation yeah. you read. Um, I loved the J.B. Phillips translation. He started it off with saying, with eyes wide open to the mercies of God. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, like what had what had Paul just gone through? He went through all these just amazing mm-hmm. mercies. Um, you Starting know, with creation, she, moving to Abraham. Absolutely. Moving, I mean, yeah. You know, eventually getting to, you know, the mercy of justification and the mercy of adoption and the mercy of grace over law and the, mm-hmm. you know, the mercy of you're not separated from God, right. you know, all the assurance of your salvation. So it's important to think about in light of those mercies. Yeah. That is why we now sacrifice. Yeah. We used to sacrifice in order to obtain something, yeah. but now we sacrifice because we already obtain it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's not for something. It's because of something. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, something like that is so important for, I think, us believers before we even dive into the practical nature of what it means to be a living sacrifice. Because I think, and we've, and this is well documented on this podcast at least, that we still feel like we have to earn God's favor. Isn't that crazy? We still feel like... Even though the debt is fully paid, even though the ultimate sacrifice has been made, um, and I and I joke around and, and talk about my my mornings here, and I you know grovel to the Lord, and you know <laughs> instead of delighting in His mercy, delighting in His grace, mm-hmm. you know, and and not to abuse His grace, and right. to so cheap. that so that sin would abound, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, it's amazing how we still feel like. We have to earn yeah, something. Yeah, and I think that points sacrifice. to what uh, your niece, Emma, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, is what she's seeing. If people are so concerned, they're going to get something wrong. And I really think there's maybe a part two of the question behind the question mm. that was sent in. You know, how do how do we be living sacrifice without getting taken advantage of? Yeah. But how do we not get being a living sacrifice wrong? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think they know Romans 12, 1, and they're right. going, okay, that's in there. Mm. So mm-hmm. does that mean whatever? Yeah. And I think that's maybe part of this tension too, because there is just that innate human desire. You you think about, I mean, kind of stinks for the animals, but you think about God (laughs) meeting that need, that desire that he implanted in us to be right with him, to be right with someone greater than ourselves. And there has to be a way to do that beyond our performance. And man just intuitively knows that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I just thought of this as we were sitting here. So call me out if this doesn't seem sound, but who can't wait? <laughs> <laughs> With a dead sacrifice, there were mm. kind of no boundaries. Like that animal was going to die. A living sacrifice, there have to be some boundaries because it can't kill you or it can't keep being a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So I, I personally think, and we can talk about mm. this when we get there, there there have to be some some healthy boundaries in yeah. our circ- circumstances. It's what 
what boundaries are we going to set up mm-hmm. and where are we going to get those ideas yeah. Yeah, from sure. which we set those boundaries? Well, That's since, the important part. Since you're willing to possibly be out in the weeds, I'll, I'll go there with you. I mean, <laughs> technically, the sacrifice in the Old Testament was living as well. I mean, they didn't present a dead lamb on the right. altar. They put a live animal there and killed, killed it. Killed it, yeah. And I think that's still the same picture, though, right? I mean, we yeah, die we to ourselves. Yeah, but we got to be able to get up. Yeah, but we die to ourselves in the process of being a living sacrifice. So yeah. it's that kind of take take up your cross daily kind of yeah. thing. You're supposed to die daily. And then get back up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's pick up on that real quick before we get into the nuance of of boundary or whatever, which is what does it look like to pick up your cross daily? So mm-hmm. that that's a... Uh, I think it's in a couple of different gospels, but I think of Mark 10 when uh, it says, you know, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Um, but this idea, uh, what you just said is dying to self. So what are some practical ways, generally speaking, uh, that we live out Romans 12, mm-hmm. 1 and 2, uh, the renewing of our minds and then, li- you know, living our lives as living sacrifices? What are the practical ways that scripture says that that we can encourage our people with. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you keep reading Romans 12, uh, verse mm-hmm. 3, just having an honest estimation of yourself mm-hmm. is a way of dying to mm-hmm. yourself. Uh, Romans 12, 16, you know, working for humility and unity, you mm-hmm. know, preserving those things. Because yep. you have to die to yourself to do that. Mm-hmm. You have to maybe prefer someone else's answer when it's not yours yep. kind of thing. First uh, Corinthians seven seventeen about being content with where God has you, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe letting your dreams die for the pursuit of what God has for mm-hmm. you. And then the last one I had is uh, Philippians 2, 4, just being willing to look out for the interests of, of, of others. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think that's four very practical ways, yeah. probably daily. Yeah. Most of us experience if we really think about it. I typically make, um, well, when I do a wedding, and I'm walking down the aisle with the groom, if mm-hmm. that's the way in which, you know, the setup mm-hmm. is. And uh, the first time I did it, it was really awkward because it was a long walk and we didn't say anything to each other. And I was like, this, you know, this is weird. Better prove and, this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so um, the, the next time I started doing it, and now it's, a, now it's a thing I do whether I'm walking down the aisle or if it's a prayer before mm-hmm. we go out there, um, is this is your death march. Your hmm. walk to the author is a death march, and and they typically this is what laugh. you're saying as you're yeah. doing. Yeah, that's great because then they it's laugh, an and, and it's a great, it's a great. The, the photographer gets the picture of us that's laughing awesome. or whatever. You know, whatever. But I uh, said so this is your death march, and they think it's funny because you know there's oh you're getting married, the old ball and chain, right? You know, kinda, like I'm literally idea. hearing dun 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 yeah. dun 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 dun, <laughs> which is the same uh, pattern as dun. dun that's dun, true. Really Ironically, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, well, and and as and I and I just say, hey, listen, you know. Know, your call as a husband is to sacrificially love your wife, um, uh, like Christ did for the church. And so, you know, every day you're going to wake up. And when I say this is your death march, is that every day now from here on forward is you are going to die to self. And that's what you were saying. And I think humility is a big part of that. Um, I think humility is one of those those topics that we we take for granted or that we don't spend too much time with. And sometimes it feels a little too abstract, mm-hmm. you know, but when we talk about as a living sacrifice, it is um, looking at yourself less or your self interests mm-hmm. and be a little bit more self-aware and, and aware of other people's needs yeah. and other people's interests mm-hmm. before, before your own, which I think is huge. When I would say that, you know, part of verse two also has to do with, with that, where it talks about part of the sacrifice <clears throat> is um, not being 
transformed by the world, not being, yeah. no, I'm saying it wrong, not no, being good. conformed That's by right. the world. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of sacrifice yeah. to to let God be the transformer mm-hmm. instead of the world be the transformer. That same J.B. Phillips translation says, don't let the world squeeze you into its own mold, mm-hmm. but let God remold you from within yeah. so that you may prove in practice that the plan of God is good meets all his demands, and moves towards mm-hmm. the goal of true maturity. Yeah, and so with that, what's different about us, getting back to our little mm-hmm. conversation a while ago, I mean, the a lamb didn't have any choice in the matter. That's right. Mm-hmm. We have full agency yeah, of what that. to do mm-hmm. with each moment. Yep. You know, and yeah. that's a huge difference in Old and yeah. New Testament. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's really good. I have a couple of practical things. I think, <clears throat> you know, the idea of what we do, um, you know, talking about humility and other interests and you know, um, one is with our lips, how we talk about people, Hmm. um, how we talk about God. (laughs) Um, you know, uh, I think Hebrews 13, 15 and 16 says through Jesus, therefore let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, Mm -hmm. the (laughs) fruit of lips that confess his name for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Yeah. Um, That's good. Yeah. If if you really want to unpack that, start in Hebrews nine, just keep going. Cause it it, it, it talks about the whole system of old Testament Mm -hmm. sacrifice, what Mm -hmm. Jesus did to replace it. So for the listener, Hebrews nine to 13 is rich. Yeah. That's really good. I think, um, you know, um, time, talent, money, mm-hmm. you know, just just all your resources that are available to you, um, that it should cost something, you know. So, you know, the the inconvenience, being, being willing to be inconvenienced of your time, being willing to be inconvenienced of, um, of the talents that you have to offer to others, uh, and then especially, you know, what God has, has mm-hmm. blessed you with financially, um, Anyway, what other thoughts you guys have? Any practical things beyond beyond what we talked about so far? I don't know what's next on the outline, but we kind of have to go to the unhealthy aspects of yeah. that. Yeah. To me, it's kind of having a martyr complex about anything we just said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you know? go ahead. Because, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're called to do these things. But, I mean, it kind of... It's kind of the the analogy of fasting. Mm. You know, it's like if you walk around fasting and letting everybody know how hungry you are and how much you're sacrificing, mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't count for anything. <laughs> that mm. doesn't it count. It really doesn't. Like that's not what we're talking about. Mm. Um, you know, keeping a balance sheet. Of, isn't it my turn to get my keeping way? Keeping scores. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. I mean, yeah. just things like that. I mean, those, those are the ways doing the right things can manifest themselves in unhealthy ways. Yeah. You should still do the right things, but yeah. make sure you're doing them in a healthy way so you, it actually counts for something. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so so let's go Cause, ahead because then you're kind of in the Cain and Abel thing. Like, mm. yeah, there was one yeah. sacrifice that was accepted, and one that wasn't. Yeah, and you I'm know? mad about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's go there. Let's go to the actual tension. I think we've kind of built up maybe a somewhat okay theology of where sacrifice came from. I thought and, we did good. Yeah, yeah, okay. That <laughs> wasn't bad for January 5th. I know. I mean, I, thought we, I was actually sitting here thinking, oh, we did a good job of that. Go us. Phew. <laughs> Joey thought it was somewhat okay. Um, it was somewhat okay. <laughs> which, which is high praise? Which is high, high praise, praise coming from Joey? I forgot. That's the part I forgot. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I promise I'm not a tyrant. <laughs> if you really were, we couldn't call you no, out no, and no, make no, fun no. of you and think that you we're going to laugh. If it, if it makes you feel any better, um, okay. I did just have to do my performance review. And right. since yeah. you are technically the person I report to, not technically, you I, I are. I was going to say, why did you add the technically? You are I, the I person am. I report to. I honestly. If anybody I mean, asks, that's what she says. I, <laughs> I said, Joey thinks he's my boss. Yeah, right. um, Keep going. I literally had to think through like. 
gosh, I don't want to be the person who says my boss doesn't need to improve anything. Like, I really want to say something he needs to improve, but I had to think long and hard Dude, on that it. Put it in writing. Sweet. It makes it more fun. <laughs> I had to think about it for a long time. I was like, there's got to be something. That's very sweet. All right. What, what, what is on the list going? <laughs> Shoot, he, he I should had, have asked you. Yeah, he hasn't what, is yet. what is wrong with me that I didn't ask you? Eight's, eight's got an eight. Eight's got an eight. Yep, I was not. I, anyway. Okay. All right. Sorry. Back to We're it. Way I, okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, I got it. What does unhealthy? What, <laughs> someone's got to keep. We this were on doing it. so good on January fifth. It's time for me to become a tyrant. <laughs> please, please. This is why we need him. What does a um, unhealthy sacrifice happen? So the, the, the question we pitched at the beginning that we said we were going to get to was, how do we sacrifice? Or what does what does biblical sacrifice look like mm-hmm. as living sacrifices and also not being taken advantage of? So let's go. Oh, okay. Um, so I think that this centers around again back back to Romans twelve. I think this centers around the definition of of reasonable worship or intelligible worship. Okay. So it intelligent, sorry, mm-hmm. worship. You know, it, it says, I urge you in the light of the mercies of God to present yourself, your bodies, living and holy sacrifices acceptable to God, which is your reasonable mm-hmm. or spiritual mm-hmm. act of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, the Phillips translation says intelligent worship. So I did a pretty deep dive on what that word is because it's translated so many, it's spiritual, mm-hmm. it's reasonable, it's intelligent. It's oh, translated yeah. so many different mm-hmm. ways. Yeah, it's good. And it's actually the Greek word um, logikos, mm-hmm. L-O-G, I K O S, uh huh, logical, but it also has the same root word as logos, which in the beginning was the logos. Mm -hmm. And the only other place that this word logikos is used is in um, 1 Peter 2 2, Hmm. which is long for the pure milk of the word, word. of the word. And so I was really struck by the idea that. Um, these boundaries that I talked about earlier, Hmm. it seems to me that it has to do with the word only. Word driven. It is word driven. Hmm. It is word of God driven. Hmm. It is your, it is a reasonable, spiritual, word driven act Hmm. of sacrifice. And we do this a lot on the on the roundtable, so I want to do it right now, which is I want to highlight what you just did. We're going to get back to the application. No, it's really good. You went to other translations. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes people listen to us around here or on Sunday mornings and think, wow, they must know Greek and Hebrew. <laughs> no. No. We just look at, you know, there's different yeah. Bible study methods that you just employed that helped you find another scripture and realize this word is only used one other time. Yeah. And it, and it gets to the root mm-hmm. of what was being said here. Uh, which I think is really important and just hopefully an encouragement to our listeners to mm-hmm. do. So that was that was really good. But to it's going to sound like a pushback, but it's really a tag okay. on. Uh, I think our listener knows that, and they're going, "Okay, so how do I apply that?" Okay. I want to be word driven, right? You know what I mean. Yeah, so what we're talking about is more the application of it. I think, yeah. I think a good Bible believing Christian, mm-hmm. air quotes, uh, knows this is just part of the deal. They've heard right. any number of uh, sermons on coffee cups with T-shirts emblazoned with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Offer your body as a living sacrifice kind of thing. Okay, Mm -hmm. so they know that. So I want to do that. And someone told me to do this, Mm -hmm. but it conflicts with this other thing. So which path A or path B, like which Mm -hmm. is the one I'm supposed to take right now? Well, but to me, the answer to that is it's, it's the biblical answer. Right. But if both are biblical, what do you do? Yeah. And that's I think that's true. what they're asking. Yep. Sure. Yeah. And that I makes think, sense. yeah, no, the, I mean, the, the, in the it's question, it's almost in the pastoral yes. bucket right in, now. In the, in the question, 
they're recognizing that, that tension. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In the question, they're saying, I know it's what I should do, mm-hmm. but at what point do I do I cross this line? Mm-hmm. And um, So to use a different example, yeah. yes, we're supposed to give, but if we can't mm-hmm. take care of our own family, yeah. Yeah. we're no, worth for it. sure. So and, yeah. does that mean we don't give? Well, no, that's yeah. not what it means at all. And, I, and, that, and that's <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. what I had kind of on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first sentence I had is, um, when does it become unhealthy? Yeah. Is when you're not taking care of yourself hmm. or your family, hmm. you know, or you know when the spirit says something isn't right, you know, when there's this internal hmm. like, oh, I don't know, I'm not hmm. sure, and that's what's happening here. Is the Holy Spirit was kind of like, oh, like hmm. I think illuminating something yeah. uh, in in their in their walk. And then what um, they did a good job of is asking someone yeah, else, that's right, for counsel. Yeah. That's right. another good good step. Yeah, to take yeah. And, like and, I, and I also had, you know. The idea is you're not called to everything, but you are called to some things. What are they? Mm. Like, mm. I think it could be an opportunity to say, you know what? I'm feeling something here. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask for counsel yeah. and I'm going to realize, you know what? Um, there are things I'm absolutely called to sacrifice uh-huh. for. And there's other things you're not necessarily called mm-hmm. to sacrifice. You can't sacrifice for everything. Right. Yeah. Right. One obligation doesn't remove another one. Yeah. Like we right. have gifts and talents and abilities mm-hmm. and time and resources to steward. Mm-hmm. And we're ultimately in responsible for that. I don't want to say in charge of that, but responsible yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, there are going to be things that are asked of us that aren't wrong, yeah. Yeah. but they're not best for us yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And we have the freedom yeah. to say no. Yeah. And, and we also that, have the freedom to say yes. That's we right. have the freedom to say no as well. And, and the, the, the kind of measuring rod that I have of, of like what like who I am mm-hmm. and the decisions that I make that affect this order. And the order is I'm first a child of God, then I'm a, a spouse, I'm a husband to Stephanie, and then I'm a, a parent to my, I'm a dad to my children. Mm-hmm. Then I, then I'm everything else, like my job, <laughs> my vocation, sure. and then volunteer stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So, so if that starts to get out of whack and my, my volunteer thing starts to affect the things that are above that list, mm-hmm. um, then, then I need to, you know, Ask the question: What what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and how how can I go about this? Yeah. You made a funny face when I talked about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> no, no, no I, it was before that. I was fine with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so I said, so you when said you if are, it's not good for me or something, and I was you're like, not taking, what? When you're not taking care of yourself. So, for example, well, I, I think I just backed it up with the list I just gave. Yeah, the, that list makes it a little bit yeah, better. Yeah, I, and I don't disagree with you. I just think that in our culture mm-hmm. is a crutch, like. Self love and yeah. um, you know, well, why did you leave your marriage? Well, because mm-hmm. it just wasn't healthy for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I well, wasn't happy. I, I wasn't happy. It wasn't. I couldn't take care of myself. I, I'm not saying for you that mm-hmm. that's wrong. I just that language sometimes makes it's me a go slippery slope. Yeah, it is. It's a slippery <laughs> yeah. slope. I, and it's not wrong because then you got to the Holy Spirit and I was like, yes, yes, yes. It's when the Holy Spirit tells you that this is well, not healthy and, for and, you. <laughs> and then let's talk about that engaging the Holy Spirit. It's back goes back to the word you talked about, which is the word, right? <laughs> you know, it goes back to what the word says and what is biblical, mm-hmm. because that, that's the thing. Whenever we give our opinions or mm-hmm. our advice, it's always got to be, uh, our, our boundary, yeah. our, our, the playing field is always whatever God's word is saying. Yeah, and so sure. when I say something like when, when you're not taking care of yourself, it's mm-hmm. not just carte blanche, like whatever. Right. Sure. Well, <laughs> you know, I think of Acts six, you know, the, the, when the apostles, had a choice. Like mm-hmm. they're having to do ministry, they're having to teach, they're having to preach, they're having to evangelize, they're having to do, and they got widows money. and people needing mm-hmm. to eat and distribution of goods, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And there's like, we can't do all this, mm-hmm. nor should we mm-hmm. do all this. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, one, it led to a step. But what you had, I mean, they raised up deacons and they did that whole thing. That's where we get all that from now. But 
they were mature enough to know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a maturity thing. I'm thinking about, uh, so Gary Run, John Henderson put together that kind of seasons of life, stages mm-hmm. of life thing, mm-hmm. that progression. I think a, a lot of the ways we determine this is based on, and an honest evaluation of based on how long we've been walking with the Lord and our level of maturity within that. Mm-hmm. We can't make that estimation on our own, but there is a season when you're younger, whether it's an age or a maturity, where you just say yes to everything because mm-hmm. you don't know what right. you're gifted at mm-hmm. or best at or that kind of stuff yet. And you have the and, energy to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and as you get older, more mature, you've done those things. Mm-hmm. You know, but to say no to something you've never done, maybe, mm-hmm. that's not yeah. specifically the question, more of a kind of a broader topic. But there are times to just, you know what, I'm going to overextend myself to see what God might do. Right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Now, a long pattern yeah. of that for years and years to wear you out, but you've got to figure things out by doing them sometimes. Yeah. Now, more to this particular question, yeah. if I'm told to do one thing mm-hmm. uh, in scripture yeah. and I'm asked to do something else yeah. that's also in scripture right. that I should do, yeah. what do I do? I think the personally, the right answer is whatever you think is best. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's as simple as that. I think we yeah. have so much freedom to just make the choice that we think is right. And you know what? If you get it wrong, you don't have to go to Indonesia and sacrifice <laughs> a piece <laughs> of little, paper on right. the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we're already right with God. Yeah. Like, we right. don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Right. And so just but that, the, I think for our situations, nine times out of 10, sacrifice equals serve. Mm. I mean, we're not, at the end of the day, we're not dying to that much and anything right. we die to typically is going to be in service of yeah. someone else right. we're trying to love God and love our neighbor yeah. um, but man I, I just think and Brad talked about that all the time we have so much freedom to get it wrong yeah because God's not a punitive God yeah and if we do it with a clear conscience and pure motives man just so let me going. let me go ahead and just put a hypothetical situation yeah. in front of that because everything you just said I want to I want to overlay it with this illustration mm-hmm. so for example you said um, if if you're asked to do something, you know, it's two different scenarios that are both maybe biblical, you mm-hmm. know, serve, but maybe, for example, you're asked to buy maybe someone in spiritual authority to you to sacrifice corporate worship mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in order to to serve kids or mm-hmm. to work in the parking lot sure. or to whatever. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like, like, how do you apply what you just said mm-hmm. to like being asked to, to sacrifice something like that yeah. over a long period of time. Sure, yeah. No. So for me in that situation, I think the answer is uh, sure with some limits. Mm. Right. You know, no, I'm going to sacrifice worship every week, but I'll do mm-hmm. one Sunday a month mm-hmm. or I'll do two Sundays a month right? or I'll do every other month. Right. Or uh, my family can only be here all together on these weeks, so those mm-hmm. weeks are off limits. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay for you to set those boundaries. Yeah. Uh, it's also okay for you to say, you know, uh, in this season of my life, mm-hmm. Honest evaluation says I really need to be worshiping God every week by actually being in yeah. His assembly, not worshiping Him by serving yeah. other people. Yeah. And that's also an okay answer. So, for example, I think another way to say what you're just saying is like for for one person in one season of life, it might be totally fine mm-hmm. to that person. And if they do that, they're not, oh, they're missing church. Yeah. And then for someone else in different seasons yeah. of life, it's totally okay for them to say, nope, not mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be, hey, my kids actually need to see me serve, so I really mm-hmm. should say yes to this. Or you know mm-hmm. what? My kids, the only way they're coming to church mm. is if I'm in there with yeah. them. So I can't do that other thing. Yeah. One one good has to be greater than yeah. the other based on my own decision that God's It really goes to back to it's not right or wrong, but it's <laughs> right or wrong or wise. Uh, yeah. Wisdom. Yeah. And I was kind of putting it into the buckets of um, does this choice sanctify me mm. and does it give glory to God? Mm. And so in, in some seasons of my life, mm giving up corporate worship actually could be sanctifying. 
Hmm. It could be growing me, could be making me more holy to be sacrificing my, my comfort and my desires to be a part of corporate worship. If I'm in a healthy place where I'm having community, Mm -hmm. biblical community in other places, Mm -hmm. there, there might be seasons of my life where, okay, I'm going to do that for a season, for a little amount of time, Mm -hmm. you know, for six months, or as Jeff said, you know, once a month for you know, a year mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. Those are the kind of healthy boundaries that I think we're talking about, because yeah. I do think I could say, I can see how God would want to me to sacrifice this, to sanctify me in a way mm-hmm. that he's not sanctifying me mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. Um, in a in a setting of corporate worship. Is that going to give glory to God mm-hmm. or is it going to give glory to me? So those are the words that kept bouncing around in my head were yeah. sanctification mm-hmm. of me and glorification of him. Yeah. Maybe those are some sieves. Yeah. It depends yeah. on the size, size of your church, size of your ministries, number of ministries, season of the year, but yada, 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 age of your church. Um, I mean, every context is totally different. So yeah. the context mm-hmm. has to grab a lot of this. Right. Like at Austin Ridge, I can't imagine someone needing to do that mm. yeah. very often. You no, know, there's a lot of services. But, <laughs> I, but if yeah. you have one service mm. and your Sunday school hour is that same mm-hmm. hour right. yeah, and all these kind of hard. things, it's like, or if you have a Sunday school hour and a worship yeah. hour, but you only need uh, you know, help in this area that one hour where services happen, yeah. for instance, that's a whole different thing. It is. Yeah. At, at my last church, we went through a season of that, and we did. We asked families, hey, would you give up a month out of 12 to work in the nursery mm-hmm. or things like that? And some said yes, some said no. Mm-hmm. It was great for those that said yes because yeah. it took a lot of burden off of us. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, yeah. Let, let me, me throw, again, it's, yeah, it's not. Let me throw a little wrench in the application. And it, uh, <laughs> oh, no. A wrench. Almost uh, thought we were landing the plane yeah. and we're getting we'll, a wrench. We'll land the plane uh, after this. But, you know, real quick, you know, for example, of something where you're you're being maybe asked to sacrifice uh, and, and as a couple, you might think differently about the freedom mm-hmm. of, of exercising wisdom. Yeah. You know, how do you guys navigate when, you know, as a couple, you're... I want to give a tongue-in-cheek, strong, complimentarian answer, but I'm <laughs> not going to be afraid. I don't believe it. Man, you've just got to be together on mm-hmm. that. I think yeah. if you're not together, it's... Could, should cause not, pause. It isn't, it isn't time right. to move forward. I was about right. to say that you don't yeah. do it if you're not together. Yeah. You, you just say, hey, That's we got to... We got to put a pause on this. And again, I mean, that's kind of gets back to what I said earlier. One obligation doesn't remove another. There you go. You know, your obligation to serve the church body doesn't remove your obligation to worship or be mm. in unity with your spouse, with your spouse. on this, that's right. or model yeah. for your children or your neighbors or right. you know, like th- so these things on. have to be held mm-hmm. in tension. Yeah, have to be held in yeah. tension. Totally. I think that's really good words of encouragement, and hopefully, it's an encouragement to our friends out east as well as those at Austin Ridge Bible Church. Um, any final thoughts about the idea? I hope somebody else sends in another question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more questions. It was yeah, great to not have to come up with a topic. <laughs> I'm being real honest. Yeah, and it was kind of fun to, to dig into something that we probably wouldn't have, I don't know if we've thought about. Well, it's helpful sacrifice. to know what's important to the listener yeah. and not just what yeah. we find interesting. Yeah. You know? Or what yeah. makes us laugh in a room. Like us throwing things well, up on the whiteboard. Make us laugh in a room. <laughs> <laughs> Equip at austinridge.org. You can send us questions and we'll do our best. Uh, we hope you join us. We have a special, another special episode coming out pretty soon. Uh, we have a uh, marriage event happening in February. We're actually going to talk to the speaker uh, who is uh, going to be joining us next week for the podcast. And then sometime in February, we will start the story of Joseph. Sound good? Good. Good.